What's going on, guys? Thank you for tuning in to the John Papaloni Show. Today, I am going to be interviewing Robert Magnowski and George Tremis. Now, they wanted to be on this podcast with me because we have such great conversations. So much that George is driving and he's got his video on. So we're going to bring George and Rob in. There we go. Look at, look at that. George is so excited to be here. He had to turn on his camera while he's driving. This is awesome. So exciting. <laughs> awesome, guys. Thank you for being on the show, man. Thank you, John. I wouldn't miss it. And, uh, that's why I appreciate you being okay with me being on the road and tuning into the show. But, you know, life of busy realtor, this is our office. Absolutely. Like I'm always in the car, my phone's going off and you know, it's, it's part of the job. And sometimes you make uh, appointments and stuff and you're like, wait a minute, I can't be back in 30 minutes or 20 minutes. I'm like, Ooh, what do I do? So we compromise. We, we make it work. We make it happen. This shows dedication to the job, right? That, that's, that's why you're so good at your job because you'll make everything work somehow. And dedicated to your show and this opportunity to be on it. <laughs> exactly precisely man so let's start off with um whether it's you george or rob let's start off with a brief biography of what did you do before real estate how did you get into real estate and why so i guess i'll start off then uh rob kind of looked at me like hey go ahead george <laughs> <laughs> so uh i i got a bit of a diverse background but i guess a lot of realtors do um i went to university did the whole undergrad business, MBA thing, thought I wanted to be the CEO of a major corporation, worked for several of them, really great ones, you know, whether it's Johnson Johnson, Ford, Microsoft, Baxter, Great West Life, lots of great experience there. I ended up getting into some consulting work, small to medium-sized business, uh, owned body shops, so I've been an entrepreneur, and uh, Rob and I have known each other for a very long time, and then he approached me one day about an opportunity to uh, renovate and resell a home in Streetsville, which we did. And it was great. It worked out well. You know, like, love it or lift it, flip or flop, but uh, we didn't flop. It went really well. And I got a taste for real estate. And Rob said, hey, you could do this. You'd be good at it. You'd be a good realtor. And I thought, okay, let me check it out. So uh, now seven years later, I'm super glad. Uh, so thank you for that, Rob, for putting me down this path. And, uh, yeah, a full-time realtor. I'm a broker got a team going so yeah i'm loving this profession i love helping people every day and that's why i'm on this podcast in the car because i'm just with clients so absolutely how about you rob i kind of know well, your background because i've known you for a while but nobody yeah. else listening does so <laughs> well thanks for having us over on your podcast um so i got into real estate um about 2010 uh prior to that i, I worked for myself uh, but also prior to that, I got into real estate where, where I did uh, a few uh, rental flips. And uh, believe it or not, uh, my mom used to always push me to go into real estate. And we're talking, you know, way back. And I wish I did uh, because once I got into it, uh, uh, you know, I'm not looking back, looking forward to it. So uh, uh, just, just like George mentioned, yeah, I used to always work for myself. So this is actually, you know, after uh, my last uh, uh, entrepreneurial business that I owned, I decided to change careers and, and finally uh, push over and get into real estate. So yeah, there, here we are. Absolutely, it makes chance. It makes sense. So 
Now, obviously, you started off in the traditional brokerage, sort of like kind of like I am right now, right? And you guys uh, made a move, and you guys made a move to EXP Realty. That's so, right. That's right. How did this come about, and like how, how were you approached, or did you guys look for it? So, if I may, Rob, I'll kind of take the, the lead on that. So, I mean, I was in a great brokerage, same one Rob was in. Of course, that's typically how things go, right? You join the business, you know somebody in the business, and they say, hey, come work at the same brokerage as me. So, fabulous brokerage. Um, you know, I won't specify which one, but Royal LePage, love it, great brand, uh, great owners of the brokerage. Um, but after year after year, I started to feel like I wanted something more. I needed a change, right? People come to different points in their life for different reasons, and their evolution goes down a certain path. And so I did obtain my broker designation, and one of the things that I was contemplating was possibly a satellite office, and I discussed it with Rob because I like to do things with other people. I'm definitely a team person. You know, I'm the guy that if I land on an island, I want people there right away with me. I don't want to be cast away. So I said to Rob, you know, would you be open to something like that? And we, we preliminary had discussions with the owners of the brokerage, but it meant starting a whole other business in a way. I just knew something had to change. I needed something more than what was being offered. It was a great starting point, but something more. And then I came across the EXP model. And I looked at the model, got familiar with it, did my homework. I'm a little bit analytical, whether it's the MBA thing or otherwise. I don't know. It's just the way I am. And I really liked what I found. But before making a move, I wanted to make sure that I was making a move to the right group with the right people where there was good cohesion, collaboration, and unity. Um, and I had mentioned it to Rob as well. So we both started exploring options. And then about October of last year, I found the group that I wanted to join with under EXP and uh, haven't looked back since. And I mean, I'm not saying it's the only contributor, but I went from top 20, 25% in TREV volume to and now I was top three. I'm top 2% now probably in volume. So uh, awesome. it definitely helped my career. That's for sure. Definitely sounds like it. So now, again, so uh, how about you, Rob? Okay, I, I guess you guys kind of both answered that as both looking for opportunities. You guys kind of go together. So I get it. That makes total sense. But what was the major factor for you to say yes? Uh, for myself, uh, again, with, uh, with the EXP model, I guess it's, it's what uh, always scares me is the fact that realtors don't retire, they die. And uh, George and I, we decided that we do want to retire, right? So this is one of the uh, uh, plans that we have that, you know, we, we do, we do want to let it go within the next uh, 10 years or so, at least for me, right? So, um, but I think uh, also it's the technology, uh, the different benefits that, uh, that come with uh, being with EXP. And again, this is something that I'm not going to elaborate if George wants to, but maybe another time or so. But um but there's just so many perks and um, and then so many opportunities uh, with with this company. So so this really uh, you know really made me uh, switch over. Absolutely. So that I, make, go ahead. Oh, sorry, George. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to segue off that, and if you can indulge me, I'll just maybe drill down because I realize I answered your question kind of vaguely, <laughs> just for the opportunity. Well, what is that opportunity, George? So basically. We found a way that we keep more and give less. So now, one of the things was, as your production level increases, I wanted a commission cap, and now our commission's cap. Then, that was one thing. 
So, right, save more money, keep more money in my pocket. Two was looking for the future, right? So every successful person, every business, it's always because they were future visionaries. They were early adopters. They moved quickly and decisively. And so EXP is a very novel approach with novel technology. It's cloud-based. They're innovative, and it's actually a tech company in real estate is a way of looking at it. So when I saw that, I thought, wow, this is the future. I loved Blockbuster. Don't get me wrong. Their popcorn was great, but Netflix kicked its butt every day. In fact, it's not even around anymore. So to me, I wanted to be with the Netflix of real estate, so that was one of the reasons. And then I saw all the benefits. In fact, it's publicly traded on the NASDAQ, so to own a Royal page, I would have to buy a franchise and pay a franchise fee, whereas here I can own the company. I buy stock at a discount. And for the first time in 12 years, I have group benefits. So it's a very novel company with things that I just can't get anywhere else. So Rob and I also have properties. So we're doing the traditional realtor thing to help with the retirement. You buy an investment property, you have tenants, you build your retirement portfolio that way. But now we have stock options, or stocks, excuse me, and on a stock purchase plan. And we also have rev share. I won't dive too much into that, but the company rewards us for helping grow the company. So now... As you've heard, every millionaire, whether it's, you know, multimillionaire like Grant Cardone, one of my huge, you know, heroes, is multiple sources of revenue. you got to have multiple sources of revenue. And so EXP empowered us to do that. So I may have carried on a little bit, but now I think I have properly answered your question. Yeah, no, that, that was perfect. So you, you kind of explained the model for EXP, which is what I wanted. I was kind of gearing you into that. And um, yeah, absolutely love that. Now, even uh, I've, I've heard about EXP many times, even before uh, we had chatted. And uh, it's one of those things that I remember the first couple of times I heard about it, one word got to my nerves. Everybody kept saying it's revolutionary, and that used to drive me nuts. But um, <laughs> and then I remember the first time it was explained to me, it sounded like... Um, Amway for real estate, but as I got <laughs> like it's honestly speaking, right? Like that's what it sounded like. But then as I got m- more into it and it became more popular, and I started look. You know, you know how sometimes when you hear something new, I guess you become narrow minded in a way because you're so used to, used to what you're uh, doing and set in certain ways, and you think things can't change, right? Like, and then you know, I'll be the first to admit. So that when I first got approached with it, I, it sounded okay. This is Amway. If I, you know, I mean, someone's going to go there, it's Amway, just like Amway. They just sort of like, where are they now? Right. And then, you know, things go back to normal, but, but that is obviously not the case. So that being said, I mean, now as I learn more about it and I see more of it now, the first time I heard about it, it would have been, I think like two years ago. Right. And, uh, it's one of those things that it was still relatively young, at least in Canada. Yeah, John, so I'll tell you, it took me a good year uh, before I actually, you know, decided to make the switch. And the reason being why is because most of us, you know, especially in real estate, you know, we're entrepreneurs, you know, we always look for, for ways of making money. And I'm pretty sure that a lot of us actually came across uh, similar models. I shouldn't say similar, but some kind of models and got burned. Uh, but if you really... You know, if you really learn more about EXP and, and how it works, uh, it's just it just makes so much more sense. So, yeah, it took me a year to sort of do the research, uh, talk to people. And, and finally, once I got on board and I see the benefits and the perks of it, uh, it's it's awesome. You know, I mean, being with traditional brokerage for past, uh, say, 10 years, you know, if I only could have had half 
put aside five percent of you know uh, for for the company stock. And I mean, everyone can do it with anything, right? But here, you just, you just don't think about it. They do it for you at a discount, and uh, they take a little bit of your commission and then put towards the stock. You know what? I would have probably accumulated quite a bit of uh, money on the side, right? Which uh, a lot of brokerage don't even tell you about, you know, doing these certain things, but uh, just just want your money. Well, if Absolutely. I may, Rob. Sorry, John. Go ahead. Go ahead, bud. Yeah, Rob, to your credit, though, I mean, you are a cautious, analytical person. So, I mean, no one can fault you for doing your homework. And, uh, and also, in general, as humans, we're very adverse to change. And the irony is, most success comes from embracing change and going into the hard stuff, going into the things that make us uncomfortable. So, I mean, you did it eventually, so credit to you. And it took me a while, too, in all fairness. So I just wanted to call that out. But I know how you feel, because if we had our stocks accumulating at $4 a share instead of $52 a share, it would be a little bit of a, a nicer lift in our portfolio, let's say. But, hey, the upside's still there. Things are still early. I agree with you on that. And that's the thing, right? Like it's change is hard. And at the same time, it's like, you know what? You don't always know what you're getting into. So there's always that hesitation. Now it's like you said, the stock opportunities there, you're not getting stock opportunities anywhere else unless you do it on your own and going to what you're saying, Rob, about they automatically do it. It is easier. If someone hands me a thousand bucks and say, put something away, I'll, I'll say, yeah, I'll do that. I'm going to pay my expenses. Whatever's left over, I'll put away. Usually nothing's left over, so you never put away anything. Where if somebody gives you 900 bucks, as an example, you find a way to make the 900 bucks work and somehow you still have investments. You don't miss the money you didn't get, but it's hard to put away the money you do have, if that makes sense. So that, that, that's logical. I get that part. So well, it that, makes perfect sense, John. That's a great way of putting it because if you don't see it, it comes right off your GCI or your commission payment. And then, you know, you're buying at a 10% discount. It's just an automatic savings plan at a discount. Yeah, that, that's precisely the way I look at it. So that, it seems like a great opportunity. Now, let me ask you something. Like, where do you see you guys going? Like, where do you see yourselves going from here? Like, I mean, now you got everything going. You've been moved over. What's the next plan? Like, do you guys, are you guys plan uh, on building a team? Is there kind of a structure here that uh, the team's kind of included? Like, how, how's that going to work? Do you want to? So, I mean, for myself, yeah. <laughs> I know. so yeah, for myself, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I'd like to work by myself. However, what AXP gives you is once you introduce the agent uh, to the business, obviously you grow the team underneath you. And I mean, a good example is uh, 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 Monica, for instance, uh, one of the girls that works with us. She came brand new. Uh, it was a good experience for, for myself and George to coach her uh, to, you know, to try to build a success or actually she's actually doing quite well. Uh, so, so yeah, definitely looking to build a downline. Uh, at the same time, you know, George and I, we always collaborate, always work together, always help each other. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll just, we'll just build it around from there. Right. So yeah, definitely, uh, building downline help agents to, uh, succeed because obviously, uh, once they succeed or are successful, then George and I were too as well. Oh, totally Rob. I love the way you put that. And the way it is, is, you know, rising tides rise all ships. So we're in it together at EXP and that's the amazing part because 
the better we do, the better our company does, the better the stock does. Like we're owners. We're not just, you know, contracted salespeople for the company, which is fabulous. And in the model, it's inherently built in to help each other. If I help Monica, you know, coach her with my experience and knowledge and insight, it comes back to me. It comes back to me in the form of revenue share. And I don't want to drill down too much on that. But the company basically incentivizes us to help each other. Now, first and foremost, we attract people that we get along with, we like, we work well with. You know, like attracts like in this sense. And then, then we're incentivized to further enhance that, which is amazing, right? So, like, John, I mean, you're somebody that we would want to say, please come work with us because we like you. We like what you do, what you stand for. And then we get rewarded for helping each other. I can't think of anything better than being rewarded for helping people. You know, Denzel Washington said it's the most selfish thing you can do because when you help others, it comes back to you. And I love living by that model. And that's one of the reasons why I switched to EXP because that's inherent in their core values. It's built into the financial structure of the company. I don't know how much better it gets than that. Well said on that. that that's actually a good point. You're right. And, that, and that's the thing, right? Like the big term out there is you got to give to get. And that's constantly what successful people always do. They're looking always ways to provide value to other people. I mean, we're in a society where we've been spoiled in a sense, for the lack of a better thing. There's a lot of people out there with the attitude of I, 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 like me, 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 right? Like it's the honest truth, right? And they want things like Instagram, instant gratification, right? And they just have no patience for it. And, but that's, you know, blame their parents for that. That's the way they were brought up. They're special. They go to work and find out they're not. Now, where I'm going with this is the fact that, but if you remain with good values and you remain that help, like with the understanding that helping other people helps you and you build an organization based on that premise, you can only go up and grow from there. So that's where I was going with it. <laughs> no, you're 100% right. And it's showing in the numbers because, I mean, I don't want to misspeak, but I'm 99.9% .9 sure it's the fastest growing brokerage in history. And it's, it's hit 68,000 people in, I don't know, 18 countries, I believe now, honestly, it's hard to keep track because every quarter there's new announcements and growth. And uh, that actually kind of segues into what you were asking about, where's the future? So, I mean, I can confidently speak for Rob and I and Rob as well and say that we're always looking to attract great people to the group. Um, you know, our group is amazing. We have fun. We help each other. We collaborate. We have all kinds of technology to interact and support each other. And we do on a regular daily basis. It's fabulous. And then from a corporate standpoint, they're constantly rolling out amazing things. I mean, uh, EXP World Holdings just bought Success Magazine, and I'm sure you're familiar with that, John. And so I'm now, a subscriber. <laughs> and, we, and you know what? That's perfect segue. We have a free subscription. I get the magazine free as part of my EXP. I mean, and now at Grant Cardone, Cardone University, we get Cardone University included in our membership. And honestly, I don't want to talk about money, but my monthly fee is 139 plus tax. I mean, I'm getting value over value over value. Right. I, I get that. And, that. and that's the thing, right? Now, here's one thing that uh, I remember you guys mentioned to me is that uh, being part of this organization, you get access to agents, like literally across the world. Like if you want to do a deal in Florida, it's probably less of a hassle for you to find someone than, Super. yeah. You know what I mean? Like um, now you guys are virtual, right? Correct. We have, have you ever, uh, I haven't personally, or maybe I played it once, Sims or these virtual world games. So we have a virtual world by Verbella. Verbella? Excuse me. Verbella is like the world's leader in like 3D environments and stuff. And 
And so eXp bought Verbella as well, which provides these online learning environments to universities, and it's, it's a future trend. So you engage real time in this virtual world. So we have that, but we also have offline tools, if you will, or what would be today considered offline, like Workplace by Facebook. Of course, we use WhatsApp, direct messaging, Ring Central. We have virtual phone systems. And in terms of brick and mortar, we have access to all the Regis offices, you know, throughout Ontario, et cetera, and people in other provinces do as well because the EXP has a strategic partnership with them. So, I mean, I get that brick and mortar when I need it, but I'm empowered by all the digital every moment of every day. You know, the philosophy is business anytime, anywhere. And, you know, as much as we want to have work-life balance as realtors, that is the reality. We need to be able to do business anytime, anywhere. But, you know, sometimes we're negotiating right until 1130 at night. So... So, yeah, just to add on the uh, Regis uh, uh, places, so uh, that's included in our feed, as George mentioned. So you can go to any office, any office, and use the facility uh, for free. Plus that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, like, so that, that's incredible, man. Like, it's, um, I, 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 yeah, like, I, again, like, we're realtors, like you said, to a degree, we've become... In a sense, even before the pandemic, we've become virtual. I mean, how many people really go to the office today? So, I mean, there are some people that have to be in the office and it's just the way they work. And But a lot of times we go to clients, clients don't come to us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So true. And, and, you know, the office, I like it. It's nice to have it there, but I don't want to pay for it to that degree. And to be honest with you, most of the time, have you seen the movie Office Space? You know, the guy that's the boss, he walks around with a cup of coffee, chatting with everybody and asking for the TPS report. Nah. <laughs> that, that's what being in the office was like for me. I'm walking around with a coffee, chit-chatting with people. I'm not yeah. getting work done. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that. Now, that's the, yeah, like, you you know, for me, the one thing I like about the office thing, let's be honest, I have a home office and that's where I'm in right now. The only thing I, the one thing I want about the office is I want to have a whole uh, podcast set up. <laughs> well, and I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah like i mean trust me i i i do some of my podcasts in the office and dear god that setup is john yeah no definitely uh, uh you know there is there is there is an urge and need for for actually being around people the good thing is about our group is that uh we do have summertime a lot of meetings a lot of uh get togethers right and uh i'm not saying just you know social time put it that way right uh but but again i mean if you look at uh, you know, most, most realtors, like a lot of them do work from home already. Right. So, and, and, and put that time in. Right. Absolutely. Now, which brings up the next point, right? Cause you have the social stuff, right now, obviously that's going to apply just with other realtors, but it's also going to be with our clients. Like right now, the big trend or the big talk is about doing community events for clients. Do you guys do any community events right now? Or do you have any plans to? That's a fabulous question. Uh, it is on the agenda, at least I'll speak for myself. So <clears throat> one of the things that I wanted to do is a couple of different sponsorship type events and also community events for clients. Uh, but COVID has kind of derailed that to a great degree. So those are kind of on the back burner. Um, but I would love to be on a future show and share with you once we have that materialized and in the works. Right now, the pipeline's being put on hold for that, to be honest with you. 
which totally makes sense with the with COVID. But obviously, I'm speaking in future because I I don't see this being around 20 years from now, 10 years from now, or even oh. to be honest, three years from now. Like I I personally like without getting too much into this whole divide with pandemic and all that crap. Um, I don't think it's going to be permanently gone for a very long time, but I do believe that we're going to learn to uh, live with it and work around with it in the more closer to nearer future than later future. Um, because obviously we can't just keep going on staying at home and not working or, you know what I'm saying? Right? Like, it's just not feasible economically and for people's sanity. It's like, this can't be a permanent solution. So and I see some form of integration coming back slowly. And I pray you're correct, and I believe it. And I think a good way to answer the question is the most recent thing that I've personally done with some colleagues is uh, a Hamilton Charity Golf Tournament for the um, Hamilton, uh, I forgot the name now, it's a, a house, like a halfway house for women and children um, that have been abused. So we, we sponsored that golf tournament, we participated. But where I'm going with this is that it didn't have the energy. People didn't intermingle. We weren't allowed to congregate. We had to take our box lunch and go distance ourselves from each other. So it's not allowing for that real interaction. So at this point, I'm limiting my community work. Donations points and maybe participation in golf tournaments. Now, a big event, definitely in the future. If I may, though, I realize we didn't answer your question completely about EXP and overseas. And I did have a great example. I was recently chatting with an agent at another brokerage. And one of the things that uh, she really found interesting was that she's considering moving to Mexico. And we're in Mexico. And she asked about that. There's a huge opportunity for her to just go, go to Mexico. Obviously, you have to get licensed with the local place you are. But then it's almost a seamless transition to Mexico. And then she can also build the organization over there, pick up new clientele, et cetera. So, EXP does believe in having a global footprint. We operate local, but we can function global. So to your point, it's easy to refer to even be mobile, right? Really, really successful people are mercurial. They move around a lot. They look for opportunities. They don't stay in one place long. And EXP totally facilitates that. So if there's an agent that, let's say, you know, eventually they haven't opened up yet, but let's say Rob wants to go back to Poland or a colleague wants to go to India, back to India, or this person I was talking about, whose name I won't say, wants to go to Mexico, it's facilitated. It's already there for us. And as they open up more countries, more opportunity. Makes sense. Now, let me ask you something that brought up a good question. Now, pretend I know somebody in Florida and I, I pretend I'm on your team now and I want to uh, recruit somebody from Florida and I, I get them to join my team. Is that possible? 100% it's possible. Not only okay. Florida, but anywhere in the world. Right. So, so. So the structure stays the same and it doesn't matter as long as they're licensed, it really doesn't matter where they are. That's correct. Correct. And in fact, my next vacation, when I go to Mexico, cause it is one of my favorite places, I'm going to make it a point of dropping into some real estate offices around there and, and having some connections set up ahead of time. And then that way I can write off my vacation hopefully too, but I got to ask my accountant about that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's definitely uh different <laughs> so let me ask you something what i mean we know how the traditional brokerage uh trains right the traditional one is going to be door not cold call door not cold call and every message they come up with always leads back to those two things and i'm not downplaying this um i, I think there's still opportunity in that 
door knocking during this time maybe a little less i don't know how people feel when you're you know you're at their front door but that's not the point what i'm saying is where would you guys find your main source for leads today well for me so i'll start off with that is my uh my past clients to your influence uh also going back to uh lead generation uh EXP offers a great tool, which is uh, KV Core, and uh, you can you can really uh, uh, push the boundaries with it in terms of uh, advertisement and uh, lead generation as well. So, uh, but I, I think traditionally there's nothing better than pick up the phone, call your uh, past clients or people you know, ask for business, and uh, and I know George can elaborate because George is big with the technology, uh, so and then social media, so. You know, this is another way of uh, outsourcing these as well. Yeah, so I would love to add to that. So KV Core is a fabulous tool. Essentially, I mean, all these methods, so let's differentiate between the engine that fuels your tactics and the tactics themselves. So the tactics can be all applied, the physical ones, the digital ones, etc. What it is is that a platform like KV Core, which we have at no additional charge, and it's quite pricey to buy it as an individual, um, it allows you to attract leads, capture them, nurture them, do the deal with them or help them in their real estate journey, and then follow up and maintain them. So it's a way of doing all that. It's a total cycle that continues. And all you add people to your database, you work the leads, they become clients, then you close the transaction, help them in their real estate needs, and then nurture. And you keep going in a cycle. Now, instead of having a list on paper in Excel or a whiteboard, you have KV Core, and KV Core helps you do all this: lead, nurture, capture, maintain, and that's really a primary source using the digital technologies and this platform or engine for the tactics to drive lead generation and build the database. And of course, the database is always your core; that's your foundation. But how do you keep adding to your foundation through technologies and engines like KV Core? Right, right. Now, obviously, you know. Like anything, everybody likes technology. Now I'm assuming you can't just sit there and wait for people to call you. Like so, how? <laughs> <laughs> like let's be honest. Everyone posts on Facebook and say, "Okay, do 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 do." Okay, here's my post. Yeah. Call me. I'm selling a house, and they just sit there and go, <laughs> "You know, where is everybody?" <laughs> yeah. Obviously, there's well, our team is really good. Okay, so so always there's two ways of looking at it, right? You've got what the corporation does for us, or EXP corporately, and then us as a group. So anytime you talk about EXP, you got to talk about your group. And it doesn't mean a traditional team. It means a group of EXPers. They're all in it together and collaborating. And then you've got the EXP corporate. So EXP corporate has over 60 hours of training a week live in the, in the virtual world, but still live, not webinar uh, pre-recorded. And it's, it's performed and delivered and, and hosted by what's called icon agents. So icon agents are people that have differentiated themselves in the company. They also get back all their commission cap, by the way, but that's a whole other conversation. And they're active realtors who are achieving top results, top success in the business, teaching other realtors how to do the same. Everything from lead generation to community events like you were talking about, et cetera. And that's fabulous. And that's all delivered corporately, in addition to our partners like Grant Cardone, et cetera. And then internally within our team, we have weekly meetings every week as a group where we talk about these different things. We also talk about tactics tactics specific to lead generation, how to nurture your database, how to take more listings every week. So it's for realtors by realtors and by top realtors. 
So the thing I like about that, and not to disparage any other brokerages, is I have experience firsthand and anecdotally of broker managers who don't sell or maybe sell one house a year trying to teach other agents how to do it. Well, I'm I know that you can help. So that's one of the things I love about EXP and about our group as well. It's all top people teaching other people how to be top people. Right, which makes sense. See, now going to uh, you know what you said about uh, broker managers who do one a year or haven't sold. Now, there's also going to be a lot of people out there that basically haven't sold in 10 years. There's, uh, there's coaches out there that haven't uh, haven't uh, been in the business for 15, 20 years. With, they're without a license and coaching. But not to say that they're not good. I'm not downplaying it. I'm not downplaying it at all. Let's not let's be clear. But my point I'm getting at is a lot change, and it takes a lot of updating to keep current. I mean, like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, social media didn't exist, not to the level it does today. So a lot of that was not relevant. So obviously, if someone's currently licensed and currently proving themselves they can kind of be on top of uh the market as it is today so that, I, I do see that as a bonus and again i'm not knocking anybody because there's a lot of great coaches out there that i haven't been licensed for 15 years i mean i won't mention names but the point is there's a lot of great people out there but that is unique to the normal standard correct correct and i mean the people that are coaching and teaching as well in certain cases it depends on what, what their wheelhouse is, right? So I won't name names, but if they're just teaching you accountability and they have a weekly program to hold you accountable, you don't have to be selling every day to do that because that's a system you're teaching. It's not an industry-specific thing, really, because that's just a salesperson system. It just happens to be in real estate. So, yeah, those coaches don't necessarily need to, but if we're going to be teaching specifics on the, the most you know, current nuances of marketing a luxury home, if you're not doing it, you're going to have a hard time teaching it, in my opinion. For sure. Like, even myself, uh, you know, let, let's, you guys already know, I've, uh, I'm already starting a coaching pr uh, platform as well, right? And yeah. my strategy is going to yeah. be based more on uh, marketing and branding. Like, that's my fundamental uh, on, to on top of the systems. So mine is basically systems, marketing, and branding. And that's pretty much what I'm good at. I mean, I came from the marketing background. My uh, my former business was, uh, you know, eight figures in marketing. So you kind of get the general, I, might, I must know something yeah. about marketing with that. So, I mean, I'm not the guy who opened up shop, made uh, 50 bucks, and I'm going to go teach you how to market. So, <laughs> I mean, well, it is what it is. About that, John, is that you're legit and the real deal. And so you, you have the, the validity and the proof and the reliability to help people deliver the same results or better. Whereas... That's the one caution for a lot of agents out there, I would say, especially the newer people that don't have experience with it, is now with social media, there's this proliferation of all these people that say, oh, I can master your marketing and real estate. I can help you close 10 more listings a month. None of them have any substance to them. They're all fluff. And, it's a, and to figure out which ones are which and pay the money and have it, it's a very expensive lesson. So if there's somebody like yourself that's tried, true and, and proven, you know, that's a savings in itself. You know, whatever you charge, you have instant value built into your services, in my opinion. I thank you for that. So let me ask you something. I mean, because unlike people's uh, normal thought process where they see the guy show up in the new Mercedes or new BMW, he's been in the business for four months and, uh, you know, like, wow, I'm working all year to make the salary that, you know, just, uh, with this guy makes in one sale. 
Um, we all know that so anybody in the business know that's a myth. 90% of those BMWs and Mercedes, et cetera, et cetera, are come with a monthly fee. They're not bought. So to be honest, whether you're working at Tim Hortons, you're a realtor, or you're some executive, anybody can afford $5.99 a month. Let's be honest, right? So the reality of it is, is it's, it's tough business. It's a tough business. 80% of the people in this business do zero to one deal a year. I would say this is what I did before the data I had before. And I know it's changed since the last time I've done it, but I think it got worse, not better. So I'm going to give you the better version of what I think it is. So I, for the data I got before is 80% did that. And I'm more of the 80% did zero than one, but I just didn't want to be cruel with that. So 15%, you know, make a living, make a living to me is somewhere between 50 to 150 grand a year. And I would say out of that, then there's two to 3% that make quarter million to, I would say a million. And there's maybe 2% that do over a million. So with those stats, let's face it, 5% of the people do, do the majority of the business. 15% are, are getting by and doing an okay living better than working for somebody else. Right. Nothing wrong with it, but everyone looks at the guy who's paying the five ninety nine and thinks it's easy. So where I'm going with this is obviously the business is a challenge, right? Where was your biggest challenge when you got into the business and how did you get over it? So I'll go, you want me to start first? Okay. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so when I joined the brokerage, uh, you know, I really needed some kind of help and, and I just don't like to say support because what support is maybe filling out papers and, uh, and, and the administrative stuff, right? But actually someone who can tell me what to do and, and how to uh, get to business because quite honestly, real estate is nothing in my opinion, but prospecting. If you don't prospect, you don't do deals, right? Because uh, it's all about, it's a numbers game, right? So my biggest challenge was actually to, you know, do the work, pick up the phone, call people and ask for business. Uh, once I've done it for some time and then business started coming, after that, it was easier. And one thing is, you know, that I always like to say is like, is what you do today will affect you in three to six months from now in real estate. Right. So See, that's what I mean. Again, with, with the challenge, I guess it was just the pride, the new hat that I was wearing as a realtor um, and, and, you know, and searching or asking people for business. Right. So that was my biggest now let me ask you something. Let me ask you something, Rob. Throughout that process, was there ever a point where you just felt like giving up? Absolutely not. Uh, I'll, I'll be quite frank with you. I do get, it's a very stressful job. We all know that. Uh, and like you said, you know, it's not easy money. Uh, you get stressed out in terms of uh, when you're busy, you get stressed. And when you have no business, you get stressed, right? So uh, either or. Uh, but but I, I never had the thought of quitting or doing anything else. Like I said, once I started, uh, I was fortunate enough to, uh, to get my few clients and first few deals with the next, uh, within a few months. And, uh, like I said, I'm just, uh, happy to be here. Makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, uh, well, everybody who knows me knows my story. I had actually quit for 90 days. I went through a depression and yeah, like my own home search is what got me uh, all revved up and back into the business. 
So, I mean, that's no secret. Um, but yeah, like, I, again, successful people and unsuccessful people, the only difference is the successful person does it anyways and keeps continuing. Yeah, so just, you know, just to say what we do is, um, I, I mean, I like traveling, right? And that's what really pushes me. And, uh, you know, thanks to my uh, other half, uh, you know, we, we've been fortunate enough to, you know, to take some time off and, and go. And, and I think that, uh, you know, once you get stressed or you get busier with, with work, it is good to shut down. Well, you never shut down, but at least to change the environment for, you know, for a week or so, you know, out of the, you know, every couple of months, if you can, or, you know, three times a year or twice a year, at least. Right. Absolutely. Makes total sense. That's the other thing. I mean, um, and that's, that's what I was going to get, right? Like, do you guys have a point where you just shut off? Like one of the things that led to my burnout was that I, when I'm in something, I'm all in. So I'm go, 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 go. I don't know how to turn off. Um, and that led me to burnout. I mean, my first 18 months, I, I, I went to see so many re- ridiculous amounts of home per day i would go every day i would see at least 10 homes a day if not more right and it got to the point that um when i went got when i got went through that depression all it would all it would take and i'm not word of, not not a word of a lie when i started looking for my own house we'd pull up and i'd see the for sale sign and my buddy would have to roll the window so i can puke outside like that's how bad it got i mean literally just the sight of a for sale sign made me want to puke but where i'm going with this is the fact that now, the second time around, right now that I got back, I try to take downtime. Now, my downtime is Saturday nights, believe it or not, because then I, I spend time with that with my sister or my brother-in-law, whatever, like the little their kids and whatever. And that's kind of how I uh, take a break. I turn my phone into silence. I don't look, don't answer, don't want to worry about it. So Saturday nights is sort of that my time away. Um, did you? Are you guys the same way? Like, you have downtimes, or you guys just always on? anyways and how, how do you guys handle that so i guess I'll, I'll chime in now so to go back to the earlier part of your question as it transitions into this question uh for me starting out it was like what i call c it's like first surviving in the business so that's an important part is having that that environment that group that support network whatever you want to call it that helps you to understand how to survive in real estate because we know what the drop-off rate is. What is it? I think 80% was the last stat. Don't make it past the first 18 months, I think. So that's the first thing is surviving in the business. Then the second part is how to establish yourself, right? That was the next thing. Okay, now I survived. How do I establish? And then, you know, for those of us that work our butts off and we're lucky because, you know, there's a measure of luck and hard work and, you know, luck comes with hard work. Then it's about elevating our business to the next level when you elevate to that next level, that's when these things become so important because, uh, you know, I love what Rob said, you're stressed when you're busy, you're stressed when you're not busy. So when you elevate though, you get to the point where you should never not be busy. You should always have a solid pipeline and real estate is sales. We get to help people with the most amazing, biggest purchase of their life, but at the end of the day it's sales, right? And so you want to make sure you have your pipeline full. And if that's the case, that's when it becomes so critical to carve out these downtimes or vacations or mental breaks, mental health breaks. And for me, what I engage in is important daily rituals. So I make sure I have time for me at the start of the day and the end of the day and sometimes in the day. It could be a five-minute meditation session. It could be, you know, starting my morning off journaling about positivity, what my goals are for today, you know, celebrating my achievements from the day before. And that sets me in the right mindset which I think is so important. One of the other reasons why I love the brokers we're with is because it's built 
right into the company. You know, if you buy Success Magazine, it's because you believe in personal growth and development. And that's so important for myself as well. Um, and so it's those rituals, those daily rituals. I mean, yeah, obviously going to Mexico, <laughs> love it. Great vacation, Dominican, you know, wherever else is on the, the agenda. But it's the daily rituals that help you be successful. Absolutely, for sure. Oh, the George cut out. Yeah, hopefully you caught that. I think I had a little break in for a second. Oh, there you're, you're back. There you're, you're back. Okay. Oh, how much did we lose there? Uh, probably from the sounds of it, the last two sentences. <laughs> oh, just the last two sentences? Yeah. Oh, okay, so I was just mentioning how the daily rituals are so important, right, in terms of being successful in the business and for mental health and whether you build it into the beginning of your day and the end of your day, that's where I find the downtime comes in is those daily rituals. Makes total sense. Now, I want to be respectful for your time as well. So what I'm going to ask both of you is a new agent coming into the business with zero clarity and they're not sure what they want to do or how they want to approach things. What advice would you give them? Mm. Um, well, Okay. <laughs> well, coaching is very important, right? So depending upon if they're joining our team or if they're on their own, uh, invest in some kind of coach or coaching. Uh, just a plug. They can always just ask John. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. so, they can always just ask John coaching. <laughs> there we go. I mean, uh, uh, in my opinion, I would say, yeah, uh, invest into coach or, or have someone who can, who can actually show you the ways of uh, prospecting and doing the ways, the proper ways. Right. So mentorship is, uh, is very important, obviously. Very important. George, what do you want to add to that? It's all about building that foundation for success that you can grow from, right? Again, survive, establish, elevate. So in that case, I mean, where you build your foundation, where you decide to start building your profession is so important. Um, now, there's great options. I'm not saying our brokerage is the only one, but you have to pick the one that's right for you and for your business model. And so I'm being very authentic and transparent right now and saying, you know, I believe our brokerage is amazing, but it's not for everyone. Nothing in the world is for everyone. So the first thing you need to do is understand yourself, your commitment to the business, where you want to go with your business, if you want to grow, what your future plans are and work back, right? You got to work back with the end in mind. And then find the right environment, the right group of people to facilitate that and drive you forward because no one's an island. It's all about the people you interact with on a daily basis. And that's what creates the, the amazing experience that we have in life, right? And what we can achieve. So I think that's super important. And whether the coaching's coming from John's coaching or even just being part of a group that coaches informally as well to augment the formal coaching then that's super important for setting you up for success. And, you know, uh, Rob mentioned Monica earlier, and Monica's a great example. She had, has all the right makings of a superstar, really cares about her clients, hustles hard, but she found the right group and environment that helps her be her best self, helps her show up every day as her best self. And that's where you need to find that environment where you swim the best, where you can be a shark that helps people. So a good shark, not a bad shark. <laughs> that's a good one i like that so no i agree and i want to touch a point that even when you're interviewing brokerages the last thing you should worry about not the last thing but it shouldn't be the only thing is commission splits because mm -hmm. when they tell you commission splits you want to know what you're getting for that commission split 
and you want a clear detail, not just a general, I don't want to answer the question, you know, detail, which I've gotten before. Um, so if a person can't answer you in detail, then that's just a clear warning of what the future shows. So you should, you know, should always have uh, your list of questions. You could see who's willing to get in there and help you. Um, and you want a detailed answer. And if you can get that detailed answer, you can figure out who will suit you the best. Not everybody is for you, like you said. And I wouldn't just sign up with the first brokerage that gives you the right answer. I would interview at least three of them. And then at that point in time, you can decide which one suits you. Now, also getting into it, realize, as I said earlier, it's not Instagram. You're not going to wake up and, uh, you know, join the brokerage September 1st, September 29th. Boom, there's your first sale. And I'm going to do 10 sales a month. It's not going to work like that. Most people don't get a sale for the very first six months. So I would say when you get into the business, have a plan that will allow you to carry yourself for six months whether you keep a part-time job or whether you have money stacked aside, whatever it is, you should have six months float to get you through while you're building that business, while you're building your credibility. Because at the same time, remember, if you sell a house on September 15th, but it doesn't close to December 1st, you're not getting paid September 15th. You're not even getting paid December 1st. More than likely, it could be as far as December 15th before you see that check. So you need to be able to carry yourself there so you don't get stuck or feel desperate or feel like giving up. So if you have that float, you have that preparation and you work consistently, you have to be out there every single day, have a plan, a marketing plan and follow it. And you may need to adjust as you see what's working, what's not working. So as long as you do all those steps within six months, you should be fine, at least for a start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, true, so guys, so true, Thank you, man. I, I just want to say thank you for being on this podcast. I mean, it's been a blast. We're going to have you back again. And uh, uh, hold you to that, eh? <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. This was a blast, man. Like the time just flew. Yeah, yeah. It did. Thank you so much, John. This was a great experience. And thank you, Rob, too. It's great being on the show with you. Thank you, John. Absolutely. Much appreciated. Thank you for doing much of a talk, George. 